1: Hey Raptors fans and welcome to the Wrap Up Live. This is the official Raptors Republic live post-game show and podcast where we recap the latest Raptors game you just watched. I'm your host, Ahal Abdi. I am here with our co-host, Kian Haddad, and the father himself, Zorar Siddiqui, is here to join us, which is amazing to see. Um, guys, we just watched a Raptors win. We haven't said that very often this season, or that's how it feels like at least. Um, tonight, the Raptors defeated the Magic, 123 to 113 that brings the raptors record to 28 wins 31 losses on the nba season and last but not least if you love the toronto raptors do us individuals at raptors republic a favor subscribe to our youtube channel and our podcast wherever you're watching or listening uh zarar since we don't get you here often do you want to tee us off on uh, our recap of the orlando magic here tonight
2: well, yeah, I mean, I, I was watching, you know, the, I saw the whole game and, uh, you know, at one point in the second quarter, I think the Raptors were shooting 73% and were down and were up only two points. And then I was like, wh- like, wh- what, what, this, this math doesn't make any sense. And th- you paid it. Then, then I could like, I like rewound, like, like hit rewind on my TiVo. Do people still use TiVo? Is TiVo still a thing?
1: <laughs> I don't know. You so. do no, pass do, or... that.
0: <laughs>
2: Rewind, and and I and I rewatched the last like you know six or seven possessions uh, for both teams, and it was just like no defense being played. And I realized that the Raptors uh, just are completely porous defensively. Like I I feel like their limbs are not attached to their brains sometimes, especially Scotty. Like I I found is like is the defensive lapses are too much, like cheating too much, reaching too much. It's 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 a bit much. But, you know, like with, with bad teams and, and the Magic are a bad team, worse than the Raptors. Uh, all you need to do is really to just like buckle down for like a, you know, seven to eight minute stretch to just create some distance. And as we know, bad teams do give up. Like bad teams cannot sustain uh, a, a lot of pressure. And, and the Magic showed that how, how bad of a team they were. But forget about all that, man. Like how amazing is it to watch just a balanced
1: basketball court oh it only took two or three years zarar it's great it's fantastic uh, i asked Keon that just before we went live Keon, what do you think about the game and this uh new look raptors
0: um that was one of the most enjoyable games of the season it felt like this team actually had continuity it had like a flow it wasn't the same overused dragged out iso ball every single possession down the court uh fred had 15 assists himself Jakob was scoring in all different types of ways. It was a, and it's only going to get better when we start to get more shooters back from injury. Hopefully, uh, from after the All Star break, we should be getting some of them back. But Yak played great. Uh, He's one point shy of his career high. He, his career high is 31. That was, it was a great game. Um, now we just got to keep this up because uh, they've made it clear that we're here to win this season. And, um, we got to keep this up and i think they can i think they definitely can
1: yeah i think what puzzles me um Keon and enzerar about this team the most is the fact that they have the personnel to play you know consistent defense over not just a game but over long stretches in the season they have the guys but when you watch this team there's so many mental lapses i've never seen a team get um, you know absolutely obliterated by back cuts the way the Raptors do yeah. uh, possession in and possession out. I don't understand it. It's like uh, transition. I mean, even sometimes with yak on the floor who, by the way, finished the game with, uh, I believe the highest plus minus, I'm going to pull up the box score in just a sec. Um, yeah. Even with the on the floor, I just didn't feel like this, this Raptors team um, really, really locked in defensively um, consistently throughout this game. You saw it in really small uh, increments in this game, where they would string together three or four very good defensive possessions in a row. I really liked the one. I wanted to point out one with Fred Van Vliet where he ripped the ball out of Wendell Carter Jr.'s hands. Um, and then he started to look at his hands like he had the hands of Thanos. Um, and then they were talking about it on the broadcast for like two or three minutes. Um, I found that hilarious. But it does, you know, this you can take a lot of good out of this game. Of course, the yeah, 15 for 17, that has to be his most efficient game, not just of... Of, as a Raptor, even if you go back to when he was a Raptor in 2018, I think it was of his career. 15 for 17 is nothing to scoff at. Um, even for Pascal Siakam, who's had similar um, nights this season, he went 10 for 15, so he had a fantastic night as well. But I think most Raptors fans in this game are going to look back and go, uh, why did it take this team this long um, to acquire um, not just a center, but a capable center, right? Because they tried, right? So we can't act like they didn't try. They tried with Aaron Baines. And I know
2: wow, Ryan- is that trying? Yeah. Is that really trying?
1: In it, hindsight, is- it, it obviously looks like a horrible move, but I think in that um in that moment, um, Raptors fans weren't necessarily angry with the move, if I remember correctly. He was coming off a very good year in Phoenix, right? They weren't there weren't massive expectations for him. But just other centers that they've tried on. Um, people forget uh, what was the guy's name they brought up from the nine hundred five. He wasn't even really a big Gillespie. Gillespie. Um, Gillespie yeah, yeah. yeah, like they, they've they've attempted and it just hasn't worked. And I think um, during the trade deadline, a lot of Raptors fans were taken aback by the. Uh, what was given for Jakob Pertl, the 2024 protective first. <laughs> what? Um, people and, upset about and, the pick. <laughs> I, and, and now I think, yeah, and I tweeted that now what? fans have to take that back because I just, I don't understand how you could look at this team now and say that Jakob Pertl hasn't created that, that balance that Keon talked about. It's been incredible to watch. And I think it's, the Raptors look a lot more fun now that they look like yeah, uh, and, they have a and if so, you know. if you
2: look at like if you look at this game and i know it's the magic so you know take a, take what you will from that but you look at the like if you had a heat chart or you know in, in soccer they have like a heat chart where the the player spend most of their time and you had a heat mm-hmm. chart of like where Purl spent most of his time and yeah. it's going to be like in the top of the key area presenting himself as an option to the ball handler whether it be through a lob pass or a bounce pass or, or, or even just like yeah pop you know popping out a little further but but what I'm trying to say is he's not at the three point line watching the game. He's yeah. an active participant in what's happening in the game and not sort of like waiting for the ball to get to him on the swing out or, or what have you. And' a high and iQ can't... center, right? Yeah, I mean he's he's a center who plays like a center. Like right? and, and I think as the experiment the failed experiment I might even add, has, has told <laughs> yeah. us is that is that we sort of need a center. And, and 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 this is no disrespect to guys like you know like Chris Boucher, who who have sort of made a living at like parking out at the three-point line and 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 being a three-point threat. Like that that only works when you have something in the middle as well. So I think Pertle's introduction will not only just make the Raptors better, but it'll also make guys like Chris Boucher better because they'll be more um, kind of slotted into their role better, I find. Uh, and maybe yeah. they can afford to sit at the three-point line more and crash the offensive boards on occasion instead of trying to, like, kind of trying to fill the void of, of, of rebounding every time. And, and also, I'd say, I mean, I think we, we, you you talked about the scoring, but six blocks, man. And, and they blocks, were not, yeah. like, uh, and they weren't, blocks like... Yeah, they they were they were the, the defense was not anticipating. They were from behind a couple in face up situations. One of them was like a monster, like I think he blocked a dunk or something. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like yeah, it's good to have a center.
1: Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Keon, I wanted to ask you particularly about Jakob, how you felt like he's fit in so far with the Raptors because they did interview him after the game. Um, and he did talk about how uh, even prior to this interview, he talked about how his role is a little bit different. Alvin Williams kind of alluded to it on the broadcast, how he played a lot more of a playmaking role. And that's a, that's a, a an aspect of his game. We haven't even really got into That's been incredible in the high post. Jakob portal catching it even in the low post on, on some of these roles. He knows exactly what to do. And, and Nick nurse knows that, you know, he can plant a, a guy in the dunker spot like Scotty Barnes or Precious Achua, um there to finish uh, gives him another option. But I think, that's one aspect we haven't even talked about. He said on the Raptors, um, they've been putting him in a lot more pick-and-roll situations. Uh, what did you think so far about kind of how he's been operating in that pick-and-roll?
0: He was kind of playing like a connector, and it's good from him because he can. he's so smart with the ball in his hand. Like, today, he was getting the ball, and he was just aggressive right away. Like, he, he went straight to his move. Whether that would have been a post-up, he was hitting that post-up hook over a lot of the magic smaller defenders, he was hitting that pass. He had one pass, um, from the high post. Uh, he hit a cutting Siakam, um, and he got fouled. He's playing great, and it's really like unlocking everything. It's kind of that Mark Gasol esque, uh, factor that you have on a team where he is so sm- uh, not to the extent of Gasol, but he's
1: mm-hmm. quite smart for, uh, um, just I feel like Gasol's IQ players. levels were just off the charts. Like we exactly like Portal's a very smart center, but Marcus Gasol used to do things where I was just like, wow, like this, this is really like the perfect center for that team in, in 2018 and 19. So um, or 2019 and 20, I should say. Um, this is a an article that I really wanted to point to before we move on. And Louis Zatzman published it tonight today, uh, February 14th on Valentine's Day. Uh, and it's titled Diakka Portal has locked down the pick and roll for the Raptors. I read the entire thing as soon as I saw Lewis tweet about it. And, and it's a very, very good piece. Um, Lewis goes into depth about Jakob Pertl, um and what he does on these deep drops. Um, and I think Nick Nurse trusts Jakob Purtle a lot. Like, we, we're we seeing it where this guy's walking into a, a brand new team. Like, we can act like the Raptors are, are the same team as they were three, four years ago. It's not the truth, right? Jakob Pertl's walking into a team with different players. The system's changed a little bit. Um, it's a hyper switching defense. You rarely see drop defense now, um, with the Raptors. And I think with Jacob, it's different because Nick nurse understands, okay, this kid can play drop coverage at an elite level. And and yes, I'm going to say elite level. I really do think he can. And I think he, he allows Fred and, and some of these other guards to do different things defensively. Um, And yeah, I mean, Fred almost got his career high in assists. And a lot of that had to do with Jakob Pertl on the offensive end as well, Jorah, right? You know,
2: I think it's laughable that the Raptors are, like, worried about uh, Jakob Pertl in drop coverage. Like, as if their defense is something special. And that introducing in in a drop coverage (laughs) is the thing that's going to make them a bad defensive team. Like, I found the whole argument to be so, like, void of any substance. Like they're a yeah. bad defensive team, okay? Drop coverage or not, they're a bad defensive team. So to worry about how Jakob Purtle will fit in defensively to me is like it's such a stupid thing to even talk about because you are so bad defensively. So, yeah. and portal is not a, is not a, yeah, yeah, he, he's a big man. Big men like to drop. I mean, you can't ask a guy to like you know be athletic, defend the three, and and defend the rim at the same time. So there's always going to be trade offs with anybody you pick. So the, tr- the trade-off here we're making is, yeah, drop coverage for better rebounding and better rim protection. And last time I checked, the Raptors needed rim protection a hell of a lot more than whatever Pirtle like, doesn't do.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think now they have that option where, like I said, I've, I've mentioned this on, on previous shows where even before Pirtle, you know, was traded to the Raptors, teams are now running into a seven-foot giant, right, in Jakob Pirtle who's adept at blocking the ball. Um, they're not running into six eight six nine Precious Etu or six eight six nine Scotty Barnes anymore, right? Um, no matter how high Scottie can jump or how high Precious can jump, um, it's a lot more difficult to do it over Jakob Purtle, especially when he goes vertical, right? So um, I'm excited, guys, to a degree with this with this team and what I've seen today. But there's still so much more to work on. I know people in the live comments have already mentioned how this is the Orlando Magic. Yes, we already said that. We know this is the Orlando Magic. We get it. And they're hot, though. And, and, they, they're yeah, hot. They,
2: and like and, and so I got to make yeah. one point on the defensive coverage. Like For the sure. People you mentioned, like, uh, Scotty and Siakam. Like, their defensive work at the rim is always from, like, recovery positions. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're trying to, like, reach and recover to get a shot block or or contest the rim. Because they, they, they generally are further away from the basket. Purtle is not that. Purtle is closer to the rim. So his rim protection actually is... Is is has a higher success rate because he's automatically in a better position just by the nature
1: of where he happens to be on the court most of the time. Yeah, definitely. And I think the weak side rim protection is something we haven't even mentioned yeah. as well. That's been much, much better for the Raptors. I feel like the weak side um just has been easy pickings for the Raptors. There's no, I mean, there was one play Markel Fultz, I think, drove right and then finished left on the left side of the rim. Niakoprilo came all the way around and blocked it um off the backboard and then there was another block I think by Precious Achua just moments later but um yeah I mean we're seeing positive returns from a trade that the Raptors made at the deadline a trade that's been long rumored very long rumored I mean people have been talking about Jakob Pearl returning to the Raptors for a year now almost um which has been incredible but the (laughs) prodigal son returns yeah exactly we've talked um about Jakob quite a bit and he deserves it um Just really quick again, 15 for 17 from the field in 37 minutes. He was a plus 18, the best on the court for both the Raptors and the Magic. 30 points, 9 rebounds, a couple assists, a steal, and 6 blocks in this game. There were some other Raptors who did have uh, pretty great games in this one. And we will, I think, get into Zerar. Do you want to get into Pascal Siakam next? Because I think he, I feel like he deserves some some credit as well for this game. Hey, man. You can,
2: I mean, uh, I mean, we talk about Pascal all the time. He's amazing and all that. But can, can we start with Malachi Flynn a little bit? Because I, I yeah, feel yeah. like the guy is, he's given us something, uh, something good, a, a little bit more speed at the point of attack than we are used to. And I think, you know, it's it's important that, you know, defenses get different looks from the Raptors. And having Fred at the point and Pascal kind of at the pseudo point has become a little stale and predictable. So when you inject uh, even a little bit of speed through Malachi Flynn, although it comes at the expense of maybe some size, uh, I I think it makes a big difference. So his stint in that uh, second quarter, uh, you know, while while the rappers were trading baskets uh, with with the magic, I think, uh, you know, it's positive and good on. Malachi Flynn for coming back and finding a spot in the lineup because the guy, you know, he looked to be on the fringes of the NBA. So it's good to see him sort of kind of make make a little bit of a comeback.
1: Yeah, for sure. Keon, what did you think about Malachi Flynn's game? For me, at least, before you answer Keon, I just, I'm just happy when Malachi Flynn looks like he belongs. He doesn't have to come out there and and give me 12, 15 points off the bench or anything like that. I'm just happy when he's making confident decisions and it just looks like there isn't a massive drop-off. I think when he first entered the game, you saw a little bit of a of, of a difference in the way the Magic were approaching the Raptors just because they were blitzing Fred for the first 12 minutes. Yes, 12 minutes Fred played to start the game, he played the entire first quarter. Um, Nick Nurse tried his best to get Malachi Flynn in there with two minutes left, but there was no uh, calls where he could get him in. Um, the Magic were blitzing Fred VanVleet nonstop. And I just feel like it wasn't working um, with Malachi Flynn in the game. They had to kind of switch it up and go, okay, well, things are opening up because Fred's being blitzed, right? Uh, Especially on the pick and rolls, on the high screen and rolls. Now Malachi's in the game. we got to switch it up a little more. That's when I think you saw Pascal Siakam kind of revert back to the isolation game. He was hitting those mid-range jumpers he's so accustomed to. Um, But I think Malachi in the second half for me is where he he showed – his true colors in this game it's, it's it's the malachi you want to see as a raptors fan keon right
0: absolutely and i totally agree with you uh we've had a struggle at backup point guard for quite a bit and um any game where he can come in and just keep the pace of play up and keep the raptors intensity up i, I think are good minutes that you can get from him um when he comes in i don't expect exact like exactly like you said the 12 15 points i like if he can go and get five points three assists and look like he belongs on an NBA court. I will be happy because that's just what you need from a backup point guard from, for us, at least at this point, because like in the past, he hasn't shown that he he's played a couple minutes and looked like he should be in the G league. And lately he's been playing pretty solid for you. And that's what you're going to need. If you want to win in the NBA, you have to give your starters rest. And we've seen um, like from Pascal earlier, a couple weeks ago, where he, he, he looks gassed in the fourth quarter. Now that's that's changed a little bit, but he, he looked gassed, and you need to get in, get these guys some time on the bench and any t- minutes you can buy with Malachi Flynn, with Jeff Doughton today as well, who, who played pretty dang good on defense. He didn't score. I don't remember him scoring. No, he didn't. Zero, po- uh, zero points in nine minutes. But he didn't. He looked like he belonged out there. Like He looked like he could match up against Suggs, who – had a huge first half, and I don't remember him scoring much in the second half. After when they started inserting Doughton on him, so as long as you can get some real key NBA minutes from these backup guys, and I'm going to be happy, and that's any Raptors fan should be content with that.
2: And and isn't it great that we're we're done talking about the tank, and we're actually talking oh, yeah. about <laughs> winning games winning. and trying to like. Just you not know, compete and like have fun and like cheering on Jakob Pirtle and like just winning games, right? Like I'm looking at the NBA standings right now, and I, you know, like we're, you know, what we're in the play-in right now, and like, like I know, like we we're probably gonna get bounced in the playoffs, but man, I'd still rather have a couple of playing games and try to make it to the postseason and and be in the playoffs and have some fun, because why are we watching this game if it's not for like moments like these where we enjoy winning? Right, like I, I, don't get the tank mentality at all, and I'm so glad I that's over. Like, like, it'd be yeah. one thing if we were like 27th, 28th in the league, bad, but we're not. We're like 20th, 21st in the league, bad, and we can probably improve because our schedule to close off the 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 the, the season is actually it's one of the easiest schedules in the league for sure. Yeah, at least that's what I think. Oren said at the uh, live event. I haven't checked (laughs) it myself, but he did mention this. So I'm going to cross him on this one. He did mention this. So with Jakob in there, with a soft schedule, you know, like, is it crazy to suggest that the Raptors can make up like, you know, like, what is it? They're right now, the the five, you know, they're what? Uh, They got to make up like a game and a half for the eighth spot and, you know, three and a half games for the seventh spot. Is that really unthinkable?
0: I don't think so. No, yeah. especially with the nets, they're going down. That's an extra yeah, spot. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're going to stay up there for much longer. So,
2: yeah, no, I'm with you. And I like... think, you know, buddy, where's the graph? Where's the stock memes? Let's yeah.
1: go. <laughs> last thing, really quick on on Malachi Flynn. Really, uh, last thing on him. I think it's important that um, he has a game like this simply because the backcourt is very thin in terms of depth for this team. Um, you look at the frontcourt. You had a guy like Jakob Portal. He's a starter now. Like, it's guaranteed. The, the guy's starting probably for the rest of the year, and you're going to try and kind of build around the other core guys on the team. Maybe Gary comes off the bench when he's healthy and OG's healthy. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But it looks like Jakob makes this team so much more balanced. And I think from Malachi Flynn's perspective, there's very little backcourt depth on the Raptors. This is why Delano Bantam was given a chance in this game. He played four minutes Nick Nurse quickly gave up on him. It just, again, for, from Delano Banton, this is what I'm talking about. From Delano Banton, it just looked like he didn't belong on the court, right? Like, yeah, we've seen a lot of mistakes he's been making, yeah, yeah. in the last three, four games. Um, it just looks like when he comes in the game, he's either not prepared or or he just doesn't have the confidence to really do what Nick Nurse um, trusts him to do. And I think with Malachi Flynn, is a little bit different. Jeff Dalton, we haven't seen him.
0: Like, two. God threes. knows how long. You got to
1: make your threes. Right? Yeah, exactly. You you
2: get get open threes coming from the G League or D League, G G League, sorry, Uh, and uh, they're wide open. Uh, You got to make them. You You cannot. You you cannot be bombing your open threes, and Doughton kind of did that. I'll give Doughton
1: a tiny bit of leeway just because he literally plays once every thirty games. Uh, I'll give him a little bit of leeway with with Malachi Flynn Delano. You just expect some sort of consistency off the bench, and hopefully, this is. The beginning of that for Malachi Flynn to get back to what we were talking about right after that, um, uh, Oren quickly joined us in the live chat. Um, <laughs> I'm just going up and reading some of his comments about rim running, big who blocks shots. Yes, Oren, we do have that now, and Jakob Pertl, uh, which is great to see. I think for the rest of the team though, um, we're we're seeing a difference. Zarrar and Keon in how um, you know fatigue. I think doesn't make as much of a difference for the Raptors. You don't have Scottie Barnes guarding these seven foot giants and precious guarding these seven foot giants. And I think we may see later in the season, how some of that might, you know um, demonstrate itself in how Scottie Barnes and precious play offensively in late in games. I think you won't see a very tired Scottie Barnes. You won't see a very uh, tired precious Achua late in games. Um, And for me, that that's a huge thing because you have eight guys on this team that you could probably um, hang your hat on um, the five who started right. And then that young who Nick nurse just always goes back to who did suffer an unfortunate injury in this game. Chris Boucher mm-hmm. has just become a stalwart off the bench. And then it looks like Malachi Flynn's going to get a shot for the rest of the season, as long as he just doesn't, you know, blow things up himself. Um, I'm excited. I'm happy. There's a lot of things this team can do much better. Like you said, Zarar, the schedule does seem very pillowy soft. end the year for the raptors um it does look like they are going to make a run into that play-in playoff picture um if not the eighth seed they're not very far from that i don't want to go too far ahead because i know what these raptors have done to me when i've gone too far ahead um zarar and Keon. but what did you guys see in this game from other players that maybe you wanted to point out i know. I mentioned Pascal Siakam earlier, but he's just—I uh, mean, he's a superstar. He's he's representing the Raptors in Utah this coming weekend. So as an All-Star. Well, self. let's 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 let you know like they, let, let's hang off on the
2: superstar labels. Oh, you're right? not there yet. Listen, man. Like I, I love Pascal, but I think that word yeah. is thrown around a little too much. <clears throat> you know, star, fine, I'll buy it. But when you you throw in the word "soup," there's like four superstars in this league, right? There's okay, like, yeah, I
1: guess it depends on the okay. criteria you're so, using.
2: Yeah. Well, so let's, let's let's I'm gonna give you an ch- opportunity to take that superstar comment back a little bit, <laughs> <That right? is, laughs> easy there. <laughs> uh, but, but, what? but going back to your your, your point about uh, you know uh, like I won't talk about Siakam, but I think he's been yeah. amazing all year, and he's gonna uh-huh. continue to get better, and, and Portal will just make make him better. Uh, but but I do you you mentioned like um, you know like Banton earlier, I I, I fail to see one above average skill that he brings. Or that I can see this is the one above-average skill that this player will develop. I, I don't see that with him yet because early on, I think it was about um, maybe he can be like a point forward type a guy. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't think that's really true. His passing isn't really that great. His shooting obviously is poor. And I, I saw a bit of him at the at the at the nine o five, um, you know, last week did not look amazing there and you're supposed to go down there and kind of dominate uh, like if you want to if, if you want to make it to the the, the big club so th- there's question marks definitely on him but the other guy that, that I'll pick of all the people that you that you mentioned uh it, it, it's sort of Scotty Barnes man because I I do think he needs a talking to about his defensive work from the coach uh rookies or younger guys usually are the ones that are kind of like setting the effort uh, example because they want to get minutes and they want to, they, they, they play hard, they, they put it all out there. Uh, there's just too many defensive lapses from Barnes. And yeah, you'll get away with it against the Magic. But I think if there's one, per, like if there's a couple of things that we need to clean up towards the tail end of the season and make the most of that soft schedule, it has to be tightening up defensively. Uh, Barnes is guilty, Achua is guilty on that one, uh, Gary Trent, same. Like, you know, like, basically, if, if you watch this game, go watch the first quarter and the second quarter, the first half of this game, and you will see the Raptors at their worst defensively. That's yeah. what we have to avoid. Because playing like that, we're not going to take advantage of that soft schedule that's coming up. We're just going to, we're just going to end up like 500 or something like that. And we got to be like, you know, at least seven, eight games over 500 in that stretch at the minimum. And it's got to start with uh, better defensive cleanups.
1: Yeah, and I think Nick Nurse definitely chewed into the team at halftime. You could see it at the top of the screen where we're sharing on our right. Um, in The second quarter, Orlando scored forty-three points, like that's yeah. that's really bad. And I know this is an Orlando Magic team that that's won four straight games away from home, right? Four straight road wins for Orlando, like they're coming in hot, right? But I think for the Raptors, I mean, you look at the the total record. You, you judge teams by their win loss record at the end of the day. At the end of the day, right? And we are what almost sixty games in so far this season, um, and Orlando's twenty four and thirty five. Right to 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 allow one of the more mediocre NBA teams to put forty three on you in, in in one quarter is is, is insane to me. Um, they came out, which was really good in the second half, um, in the third quarter particularly, only allowing nineteen points from the Orlando Magic, which was really good. Right, you you win that quarter by ten points, and I think that's how the Raptors have to start uh, kind of looking at each and every game you just separate it into quarters and you just got to win each quarter right?
2: and, and, and the 19 point Raptors sahal is are the real raptors like they're not a, they're not they're not a they're not a bad enough team to give up 43 points like they're, they're mm-hmm. that this is an anomaly but it happens a little too frequently for the raptors and i think it, my point was that this is exactly the type of stuff that we need to clean up and i and i honestly think we need a little bit of little bit of Dwayne casey
1: pound the rock type attitude coming back a little bring bit, the little rock bit harder, ra- you know? bring the rock back into scotia bank arena we need, we need so we need a couple hammers we need the guys to just go to town on that rock just um, no n- n- not the other stuff but just like the drilling the guys effort
2: because the one thing under casey was that the team always gave a strong effort and we, we got to get back to that
0: yeah i mean That's the second quarter it even no, looks like they're I, effort. They're not. Yeah, it was <laughs> and we're scoring buckets, and then Markel Fultz is just going straight to the
1: hoop, like right <laughs> off the bucket. Yeah. Like, how do you not get back? <laughs> yeah, it didn't make much sense, to be quite honest. And and, and I was gonna say historically, the Raptors have been, um, a pretty good defensive team. I think if you look at their last decade of play in the NBA, um, pretty damn good to the point where I think the last few seasons of the Raptors have had pretty good years, dating back to last season and before that one. Um, the biggest, I think. Um, I think if you take away the championship year, the biggest thing that most people complained about was the creativity of the offense. I think, uh, defense was never really an issue, especially in that championship year, the year before that, um, the effort was there. The personnel was there, right? The talent was there defensively. Um, and, and like I said, I started off this show by saying it's, it's, it's very strange to me that you could have guys like Precious Achua, right? Um, OG's not obviously in this game, but Fred VanVleet, um, you know, Gary, when he's on, and yes, I'm putting an exclaimer there, Gary, when he's fully there, you know, mentally, he's a very good defender. Um, Pascal Siakam, I think, is very is, is a pretty good defender as well. And then now you have Jakob Pertl, and you have a couple guys off the bench as well who should be able to, um, you know, be productive defensively. I don't know if it's just a mental lapse thing with this team. I don't know if it's maybe guys aren't understanding Nick Nurse um maybe his message is getting a bit dry to the team i'm not 100% sure what it is but i think this raptors team won't stand a chance not only in the playoffs cuz i'm not even looking there yet i think in this run that they make to the playoffs they will not stand a chance if they play defense like they did um in the first half not even just the second quarter i think just the first half if you allow 60 points in the first half that's a bad look even in the new nba right that's a really really bad look but Um, Yeah, best shooting night from the Raptors offensively. You guys see it on the screen, 60.2% from the field, 50 for 83. Usually the Raptors are the ones uh, shooting a bunch more field goal attempts than than the opposing team. In this game, Orlando had one more field goal attempt. Um, And yeah, I mean, the Raptors got to the free throw line a bunch. There wasn't much complaints. They led their plus 11 versus Orlando in the rebounding category. Uh, plus five in the assist category. That's something we haven't really mentioned, guys, really quick, is the assists. This team averages just over 23 assists per game um, this season, right? That's, I think, 28th in the league last time I checked earlier this week. could be 27th now. But this team has not moved the ball around like they probably should. This game we saw something a lot different, Zerar. Do you think this is kind of the beginning of something, uh, maybe a new look Raptors offense?
2: That we're seeing oh, well there's definitely going to be newer looks no no doubt about that but just because our style of play will will change and it already has in, in the in the time since portal has come in uh, you've noticed me complain at the show that we and we I wrote an article about this too that we we are like what 24th in the league in running the pick and roll which is the, supposed to be the bread and butter play of the league uh, I think our usage will skyrocket of the pick and roll I think we're gonna go from if we're like 23rd right now we're gonna be in top half of the league for sure going forward. And I think that simple change alone is going to be uh, instrumental in how the, how our offense is shaped. So yeah. Question so question I just, when I just, healthy, what is your preferred starting yeah. lineup? Okay. So We're putting you on the spot. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. Eh? Um, okay. So I think OG needs to come off the bench. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, wow. I think he needs to come off the bench because uh, he, apparently he's thirsty for the ball. Uh, and the bench is a perfect place to get it. Our Last I checked, our bench does not have a great amount of offense on it, so it sort of makes sense that he we, we shift him over there. I mean, you could have maybe put Gary on there too, but I feel like OG is uh, it, it can thrive more with a bench unit than Gary can. Uh, so to answer the starting lineup question, I'd say backcourt, Van Vliet, Gary. Uh, at the th- three... Well, let me see. turtle so five and four, uh, which leaves the three. And I wouldn't be so quick to put oh, here we go. Precious <laughs> in there already at the at the three. Okay, so you uh, got
1: Scotty, huh? You've got Scott, yeah. So <laughs> I,
2: I mean, you know, it, it's between Scotty and Precious, uh, and I and I honestly don't know the answer to that. Uh, if I <laughs> if you had to put a kind of I do kind of gun to my head I, I i would say i would say put precious in there and see Ooh. how that works yeah Br- bring scotty and uh, and uh and og off the bench as an experiment and see what happens because we haven't really tried that at all we have not really tried yeah. it uh and i don't know I, I, <laughs> I think that's the next thing to sort of uh, tinker with people are saying no way but hey it, why why no way we we're we're, we're uh, in the 10th spot in the Eastern Conference. No idea is a
0: bad idea here, guys. I'll say this. I wasn't like I don't the popular answer is Gary off the bench, and I don't know how much I like that. I like you said earlier, I don't know if he can really like propel a bench lineup like OG could or like Scotty could. I would maybe think about Scotty off the bench too and keeping OG just because he can be your
1: creator off the bench and he can create for others. But the, the um, thing that, with that, that's though, interesting. Keon, both
0: of them off the bench.
1: Okay. So Keon, when you say Scotty off the bench, I think I, uh, we discussed that really early in the season as well. When Scotty was struggling a bit, not just uh, defensively, but offensively as well. Um, theoretically you have that playmaking source off the bench, right? With Scotty. But the thing is, you have enough shot creation off the bench, um, with just Scotty there. That's why for me,
0: I have, you, you, have Malachi Flynn I you have.
1: You got Malachi Flynn, baby. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, <laughs> what do you what what are we in a tough position, Zor? Now you're gonna make me criticize Malachi. <laughs> no,
2: seriously. I mean, I mean, why not give, Malak, give Malachi give a chance at the at the point guard? He's supposed to be a point guard. I, and we keep like it's it's like we're shielding a newborn, like helicopter parenting Malachi Flynn all this time. Oh, Malachi Flynn can't really do that. Like he needs like support. No man, he's an NBA point guard. Like he's a trial by fire. Get him out there, sh- let him run the offense for an extended period of time and see what see what happens. Like why do we always have to helicopter parent Malachi Flynn all the time?
1: Um, I want to answer that truthfully, but I'm not. I'm just gonna say. We do that because he. I think he just hasn't shown enough consistently as a Toronto Raptor just yet off the bench. But you're right. This is maybe the perfect opportunity for them to do that. And this goes back to what I was saying about having a very thin um, backcourt behind Fred Van Vliet. Um, now you have guys like Jeff Dallin, Delano Banton to an extent, and Malachi Flynn where you, I mean, you, you have to throw them out there. There's no there's no other option out there, right? You're not, it doesn't look like Messiah Ujiri or, or, or uh, Bobby Webster's thinking about signing anyone. So, um, okay.
2: So, so, so Hal, I think people have had a real problem with not yeah. the, not necessarily, uh, they, they have, they got a problem, not not with OG coming off the bench, but they it's got the a real Scott problem thing, right? <laughs> yeah. with Scotty coming off the bench. Yeah. Which to me is sort of surprising because I would, I would think it would be the other way around, but hey man, I think, you know, like, what? why are people so... Like, did you guys see Scotty today in the first half? You think that's starting quality defense? Anybody who's yeah. criticizing that? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean... What, 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 what kind of team is this? You blow off eight defensive coverages and you still
1: keep your spot in the starting lineup? Come on, man. It's difficult. I think there's so many things to weigh with this Raptors team because you think about developmental reps and how to get... Like, if you know Scotty and Pascal are your core guys how to get those two guys on the court with each other um, the most you can give them the most reps possible. Those two specifically and and possibly Fred as well. Like people won't give Fred Van Vliet credit. I mean, there's a good portion of, Ra- of the Raptors fan base, at least on Raptors Twitter who, who failed to give Fred Van Vliet credit for his last month and a half, almost two months of, of play wow. for the Raptors. Like he's been playing incredibly well. And I think, with Jakob Portal now joining, you're seeing a, a Fred Flee who finally has an option as a roller, something that he hasn't had for two plus seasons now, and and it's difficult because in any other situation you would you would go, how are you going to put a point guard out there expecting to 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 play like a point guard and not give him one of the most basic functions in an NBA offense, which is a and that's what he complained about, and that's complained
2: about on the JJ Reddick podcast.
1: I, I think his exact yeah. words were. You know, yeah. they,
2: he actually, what was funny was that I think he used the word "they" instead of "we." Uh, I, I could be wrong on that, but I think he did that that, that. that we're we're trying to do something different this year, and like you know, he's he's kind of more on the on the sidelines, not literally, but like in the offense. And a guy like uh, Portal in there basically is inviting Fred to handle the ball more, right? So I think I think you're, you're absolutely correct. I think uh, first of all, Fred has played well for the last month. I think part part of the criticism that he got over the last week is because of Kian, because Kian posted this clip on Twitter with Fred airballing the three no. and down four, and that got a lot of no, uh, a lot of people angry at uh, uh, at at Fred. But but I I to... overall, you're right. I think Fred has played well for the last month. I think we should acknowledge yeah. that. And second, I think he will be better with Purtle in there, much like everybody else.
0: I was about to post, uh, if you remember the play, when he tried to roll the ball up the court and he kicked it <laughs> off his foot. Yay. I was yeah. going to post that, and then I didn't want the same thing to happen where the only tweet that goes viral is Fred doing something and then the comments are flooded with with wow. uh, talking about how I'm hating on Fred and all that. So I just left it be that one. But I was very close. <laughs>
1: Do it next time. Yeah. You can't really win sometimes, I think, when you're running the Raptors Republic socials. Um, this is the last game before All-Star break, where we will have Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes both represent the Toronto Raptors in Utah. Out of all cities, guys, Utah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> there's an All-Star weekend happening. Um, and we won't see you guys for quite some time, at least on Wrap Up Live. So what I will do is... Um, Mentioned to you how Manscaped is one of our oh. big. <laughs> Here we go. going <laughs> to give us a cry. um I, I got to do it, man. We're not going to see them for a week and a half, and I'm going to miss my wrap up, family. So, um, guys, you know this by now. Um, we've kind of slowed down on the Manscaped ad reads. Um, we have done that, which is uh, great, but I, I'm, I'm going to bring it back, right? I'm not going to do the full two minute thing. Um, Zoran's on his hat, he's, he's exhausted. Of me, no, but go to manscaped.com and check out all of their new products, including uh, the lawnmower 4.0, which is an incredible product. I have it, all of us have it. Um, and no matter what you purchase, whether ten dollars, fifty dollars, or more, you can receive shipping free shipping only with our show's promo code wrap up, R A P U P, and you get 20% off free shipping all across the country in Canada. You heard us right. Use the promo code WRAPUP, R-A-P-U-P, for 20% off and free shipping on your entire order for Manscaped.com. Um, enjoy it and join 2 million men worldwide, including me, who all use the right tools for the job. Uh, I don't know if Zarar does that. Zarar, do you use the right tools for the job?
2: Always, man. Always. That's
1: what I'm talking about. All right. That's what I'm talking about. So you guys see it at the bottom of the screen, 20% off, free shipping, promo code WRAPUP. Um, yeah, we're not going to see you guys in quite a bit
2: so. Hey, can, can we talk about this comment here? Can we talk? I can't talk about yeah, comment. Sure. Are we done are we done with Manscaped? Hey, bye Manscaped. I done. shave done. your balls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, shave your, your balls. balls. There you go. Okay. Here, this one right here. Can I where to go? <laughs> I just want to I just want to understand the logic here. If you really believe that Siakam and Fred VanVleet are a championship team, I guess you trade Do all it. the young <laughs> players. But no, they're not good <laughs> enough to you hope to find better talent to replace them. Is he saying that we should trade everybody but Fred and Siakam? Because, look, what's the what's the logic here? I'll, I'll give you a chance to explain this Ronin Dan one. Yeah. Yeah, what, I, what, is, what, I, what kind of comment is this?
1: I, I think I understand responding like, maybe to maybe, Raptors Maybe I should size. highlight it
2: for that reason, but
1: I'm kind of curious,
2: like, what the hell's going
1: on? Yeah, I'm trying my best to comprehend it. I think what he's saying is, um, to Raptors fans, I mean, I'm assuming this isn't a Raptors fan, um, he's saying if you believe Siakam Firm, and lead are a championship duo, then trade all your young players. But no, they are not good enough at, to you. Hope to find better talent
2: to replace them. You know what? The, you know what this comment needs? Little help from Chat GPT.
1: There we go. <laughs> we we need a Chat GPT sponsorship. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Because um, then I would just write this entire script on Chat GPT. Phoenix, one of our 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 show's uh, greatest allies. Um, left us a comment that said, I think he's saying, we need to highlight that again. I think he's saying, let me highlight it. Give me a sec. Someone took it off right as I was reading it. I oh, got it. You, oh, my bad. That was me. Oh, that was <laughs> you, on Phoenix said, I think he's saying, trade all of our young assets for a Kevin Durant level guy to pair with Fred and Pascal. I mean, if it were that easy, we would probably done do it. it. That was um, on the table last summer.
2: That was on the table last summer and the raptors passed because they did not want to give up Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. I wonder yeah. where that guy was last summer. Was he, was he in for the Kevin Durant trade? I hope he was because you cannot be in for the Kevin Durant trade or not in for that trade and then complain about it now. So it's there's a there's a lot of revisionist history, I feel, going on here.
1: Yeah. Oh okay. We've been going for 43, almost 45 minutes now. Um zarar kian do you guys have anything else to add or
2: well uh, i'm just reading these comments they're very entertaining raptor fans are turning into casual derozan and lowry fans way more smarter and logical What well, I, I feel there's a comma and a period missing there somewhere which is affecting my uh comprehension of this one casual yeah i'm
1: starting DeRozan to think i just lowry can't fan. read
2: right. um what else we got uh it's about building good teams and being able to transition and people become available. Exactly. I think this is more the, the, the reality of the NBA is that you have to find the moment where you are able to make a move and pull it. It's kind of like uh, Kawhi, uh, like the Kawhi trade. It's like you had an... And I, th- and I honestly think maybe Masai even tried doing that because I haven't seen the Raptors so publicly acknowledge that they are uh, participating uh, in the trade market. Usually they're very hush-hush about it. But this trade deadline, there was no secret that the Raptors had people uh, on the block looking to trade, looking to make moves. So it's not like the Raptors stood there and, and said, hey, this team is great. We're going to stick with it. They actually did look around. And I and, and then, then it comes down to, do you believe Masai when he says that he did not get enough value for what was out there? Um, yeah. But I like the fact that the Raptors were actually looking because that means that they uh, were they were acknowledging the problem that they had, and the portal trade, if anything, shows you that they acknowledge that what they were doing is not was not the right direction. So, if you're a Raptor fan, I think that's got to be refreshing for you to see.
1: Yeah, and I think this goes back to the big, the great debate uh, in 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 Raptor land about fans who are just so insistent on tank culture and wanting to tank. I think you see, even saw it with the DeRozan Lowry iteration of the Raptors. Uh, I don't know if you remember Zarrar and Keon. I remember it when people were saying, just blow it up. I'm tired of being the third seed, the fourth seed, the second seed, the first seed, and just losing in the second round or losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's like, wait a sec. There's a lot of NBA teams who would pray to be in the Raptors uh, position. Yes, they are not winning a championship. They were not winning a championship pre-2019. But um, I think you build a very good core to the point where you can go, okay, now – let's try and get that superstar to elevate us to championship level. And the Raptors did that in 2019. And I don't think they're quite there yet, No, um, but you but... do have proven guys, right? In Fred Pascal, who who had very good runs in, in that championship run, who have proved, hey, like, if you get some better players around us, like, we might be able to do this, right? So the it, Raptors it... are almost doing, it's a balancing act, right? You're trying to get Scotty those developmental reps. You're trying, you know, to still make sure Pascal's, high-level guy and you're doing so many things while trying to develop the rest of your roster so um
2: and, and you know uh, Sahal, i honestly find the same people who want who like to tank and blow things up are the same people who when they go down three nothing in fifa want to restart the game
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, absolutely 100 no i'm with you and i don't understand it like we've we've talked about this ad nauseum but i think tank culture is just so overrated like we just played a team orlando who's been tanking for how long Right? Like do you really want to watch a 20 25 30 win team for 5 years? Like no Raptors fans trying to do that. We did that in the in the in the 2000s and it felt like, you know, we were all in a in a time warp watching the same mediocre Raptors team year after year after year until finally they started drafting well, right? And then they finally pulled themselves out of that out of that um out of the gutter. So
0: Yeah, I mean this is
1: this is the no, go ahead. Sarah. Sorry,
2: the magic can co- sort of afford to do that, Sahal, because they play in Orlando, right? So yeah. The weather is great. Players will come. They don't have a problem with too much losing because you know it's it's sunny, it's Florida, it's nice. You can kind of afford to run those experiments. But here in Toronto, if you go through a four four year stretch of like winning whatever twenty something, thirty something games, you're gonna you're gonna you, you know, that that culture that we work so hard to shed is going to seep right back in and we're going to get labeled what we used to get labeled in the 2000s. We don't yeah. want we want to maintain some sort of a winning culture here. So I'm all for it uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 for the for the trade that we just made. So I'm, I'm so happy. Like I, I actually didn't watch like four or five games like uh prior you- to that trade uh yeah prior to that trade because i was like so like like are they gonna really tank because I, I have no interest mm-hmm. in watching this so since the trade i'm like I'm, I'm i'm happy man
1: yeah no of course and and yeah i mean people are mentioning in the comments okc as well like how many years are they away even with shay who's yeah. solidified himself as probably a top 15 player in the nba uh houston's tanking god knows how many years they're they're away right um they barely look like an nba team on most nights. Yeah. Um, and,
2: and let's not forget the, the mother of all tank jobs, like Philly. After a, you know a decade of tanking, I, I want to say, is still like whatever third in the conference and has underperformed in the postseason. So even if you want a champion strategy all the way, yeah. there's still like no guarantees of anything. So people who are who, who want to tank when we're 21st in the league to get the number one seed and like that's gonna, I don't know, it, it doesn't compute.
1: Yeah, Keon made a good point. Philadelphia hasn't even made a conference finals as far as I remember, right? I said NBA finals. They haven't even gotten there, right? It feels like they're a second round out every year. So there's no guarantees in this league. I think every team realizes that the the optimal strategy is to try and build a very good core, build a very good uh, depth around that core, um, and go from there. And then just hope that you are in rumors. I mean, the fact that the Raptors were even in the Kevin Durant rumors this past summer I think speaks to the reputation improving year by year um, that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. Right. Um, oh, but I yeah, wrap it up, I mean, go, go, wrap it up. It's late go, going media. back to what we were saying, I think, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. This was the last game before the all-star break in Utah. Hey, hey, hey
2: while we're um, here and I, I know we just said wrap it up, yeah. but can we, do our, can we do a little non-basketball talk for like two seconds here and okay, get let's some do people's it. opinion on some things here? Cause, I, I, cause I'm a, uh,
1: we don't get to do that, Alonzo R. So I'm glad, okay, so you, I'm so glad let's, you brought let's that let's up.
2: Let's, get, let's give the award of the whatever the the tax man is to Portal, obviously. Purdle. Okay. Yeah, of done. course. Canam okay. tax goes to portal. Absolutely. Go to CanamTax.com. Uh, great, uh, great, uh, whatever. Great accountant. He saved me a lot of money over the years. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: I got a question for you guys. What is your current favorite TV show that you guys are watching? like your current or have just watched one that you would recommend, uh, that, that we should definitely watch. Cause I got one, everybody pick one.
1: Please don't take mine. Okay. So, okay. I'll go. I'll go first. I'll, 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 go, go, first. First. I'll go first. Okay. Go, okay first. go ahead. Go
2: ahead. I want to recommend slow horses on Apple TV.
1: Slow horses. Okay. So slow horses on Apple TV.
2: Okay. Go check it out. Uh, it's got Gary Olderman in it. He is a MI five agent who is uh, just, uh, you know, like it, the, the MI, MI5 is done with him and they shoved him into a basement office somewhere in, in some weird- MI5 British is place. the British
1: CIA. MI5 right? is yeah. like the
2: British CIA, uh, CIA, yeah. Okay. So that's my terrific performance by Gary Oldman. Go check it out.
1: 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, Yeah. We're talking. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to okay, go-, I'm gonna go okay.
2: So we, 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 we got Last of Us. We got a bunch of people with Last of Us.
1: Blast of us, yeah. Oh. I'm seeing some severance, which I've heard a lot of great things of okay. on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna go HBO. Um, it's called Your Honor with Brian Cranston. Oh, I've seen it, I I've don't seen know, it. very good. Yeah, so I'm I just started it just around two weeks ago, and I'm currently in the middle of the second season, which I think just dropped recently.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, Brian Cranston. I haven't and a lot of people are going to go crazy about this. I haven't watched Breaking Bad, which apparently is one of the best TV shows I think of the last however long. I haven't watched that. But from this show alone, Brian Cranston is one of I think he's one of the best actors breathing. Um far in away. Uh, um someone someone said Love Island, which is funny. Um yeah, All right. your honor on HBO. PM, what you got? Incredible.
0: I'm not a big TV show guy. If I'm being honest, I don't. I don't watch a lot of his TV. His attention
2: span is one minute.
0: That's <laughs> the length exactly. of a TikTok video? <laughs> Less fifteen seconds. 15 he hasn't seconds. seen a movie
2: in like in his <laughs> life. But when was the last time you saw a movie? You sat down and watched a whole movie. A couple uh, last week.
0: I watched The Social Network. I haven't watched it before. I watched it.
2: Social Network. All
0: right. Okay. All right. Fine. I like that i like, I watch the popular stuff on Netflix, like the soup, like the Stranger mm-hmm. Things level popular stuff. But like, I won't just like have a show to binge. Like, I watch
1: I watch some South Park if that counts.
2: Okay, all right. <laughs> right
1: okay, counts, I'm glad uh, I got we, some recommendations there are, here. There, There's some well, not really, great, but... great recommendations in the comments, and I might have to come back to this stream a bit later. A lot of people are saying Last of Us. Yeah, I'm on Last of Us, guys. I'm caught up. Great show. It's great so far. I love post-apocalyptic shows. I mean, I loved Walking Dead when it first started. Um, all that stuff is great. Uh so in the comments, Keon said you have a TikTok attention. Span. <laughs> That's wrong, guys. We're gonna stop now.
0: We're gonna okay, stop. Go I'm right gonna right wrap
1: now. it up. Now we're really wrapping it up. It's been a 53 minutes of myself, Zarar, and Keon um you know recapping. Now I'm lap. getting flamed. Oh, uh, Letter Kenny is, is,
2: is a good show. Uh, it actually, uh, the guy, the main guy on it is, uh, is actually, uh, a, a, a comic for comedy records, which is the Talking Rappers podcast, which used to be on Rappers Republic with Nick and Barry. So, uh, that dude is a, uh, is a very funny guy. Definitely check it out. Um, I, I'm, I'm forgetting his name completely right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah,
1: plus one. Kenny. Before yeah, you, I feel like the kind of trailer,
2: tra- uh, trailer park boys I type, type, the, type show to the show for you.
1: Um, Phoenix said it best, guys. Um, like, sub, comment for the algorithm. Before you leave us tonight, please subscribe to Raptors Republic YouTube as well as our podcast channel, The Rapcast. This was the wrap up, your official Raptors Republic live post game show, where your Raptors defeated the Orlando Magic one twenty three to 113 bringing the Raptors record to 28 wins 31 losses on the NBA season. Live show produced by everybody you see on the screen, myself Keon and Zarar. That was it for all of us. <laughs> we'll see you all after the All-Star break in Utah where you'll watch both Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam represent Toronto. We loved True. having you spend time with us. Enjoy the win. We'll see you all next time on Wrap Up Live. There's that.